You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. Tonight, you got Paul and Andrew, and uh, Paul is on the road. Uh, We'll get to that in a second, but first, we want to give thanks to our partners, We've got uh, Go Wild, uh, time to go wild.com. Those are our guys down there uh, running their social media platform for all things hunters and anglers. Uh, got a cool little shop on there with lots of stuff. It's not little anymore. Lots of stuff going on. Um, I think that the biggest highlight for those guys at this point is uh, right now that you can still enter into the UTV giveaway. That's through the end of the month. So if you're not a member, hop on there and then it'll automatically enter you into the drawing for the utv which is sick it's like forty thousand dollar get up and uh then i think if you're on there already you can invite people to the platform that will also get you entered in for the drawing so don't forget about that um paul you were the start well not one you were one of the main topics on their uh their podcast this week did you happen to catch that i you know i haven't man i i need to i need to listen to that hopefully it was good yeah was it it was. It, Dan, Were they just making fun of me the entire time? There was some of that, but Dan Johnson was on there, and he was giving uh, giving you hell and back and forth uh, Paul, <laughs> about the Paul, Paul Campbell turkey show. So, the uh, oh god, yeah. Anywho, we got uh, Midwest Gunworks. So, real quick, I'll I'll tell you, I got that gun getting ready to go down visit John in Oklahoma. Might make a stop in Missouri to see the boys out there, and I needed something for shooting coyotes and pigs. Got a hold of camera. And, ground, and groundhogs. And groundhogs. Oh, we'll talk about that. Uh, so, well, and so I talked to Cameron, our, our buddies over at Midwest Gunworks, got me set up with a pretty sweet AR uh, platform in a 6.5 Creedmoor. Go ahead. You can make fun of it or love it or hate it or whatever. I don't care. It's available. Douche. <laughs> Hunting douche. It's available ammunition, <laughs> and it looks sweet. So it's going to do the job, and uh, yeah, that. I got a chance to finally screw around with that a little bit over the past week. And uh, if you look on our Go Wild or Instagram, you'll see the uh, groundhog that took the one on a chin yesterday. Uh, he, that was through the uh, the X-Vision thermal scope. That yeah. thing was pretty sweet. Yep. So that's uh, our other, other partner with the X-Vision uh, thermal scope that allows you to record it to your phone. 
Um, it's so that's such a weird scope, and I don't mean weird in a bad way at all. It's totally like digital, so you don't have dials or anything to to change it. You know the the elevation or windage or left or right or anything like that. So you have to like go in and manually enter that to try to get it sighted in. So I'd been sighting it in, and I got like a heat bag, you know, like a hot hand up on my target to give me something with heat, so I have something to shoot at. Anyways, I was close, and uh, my shooting abilities are always suspect anyways. Um, but anyways, Paul, I, I sat out there yesterday like a like a sniper in the weeds waiting for that groundhog to poke his head up, and then uh, I sent you that video. I posted it on our, our stuff, but that poor dude who was digging holes underneath my barn just exploded, and it's all on the, the video um, from the X-Vision scope, the TS-200. But uh, the, I think the funniest part was the cat that was in the bushes. <laughs> you didn't know the cat was there. <laughs> I didn't know the cat was there. All of a sudden, this cat comes jumping out. Uh, I think I scared scared the shit out of him. But um, <laughs> So, yes, thanks to X-Vision and Midwest Gunworks. And Midwest Gunworks, we have a code of Ohio Outdoors 5. Get you 5% off there. And let's see. Shout out to our guys at First Light. Paul, we're talking about your turkey coming up here. And uh, oh. I liked your complete first light get up there that was beautiful yeah it worked well it was down. nice it worked out yeah it worked out great man In and it one. wasn't uh yeah we'll talk we'll talk about that because it really the first like you really saved me honestly yeah because uh you're it's, it's warm down there you and we'll it is that. yes it is all right finally thank you to our buddies tj josh the crew over at half rack half dash rack.com we just got like literally uh, a code so if you guys get on their website and at checkout you can type in ohio outdoors 15 say 15 percent off of your hunting accessor accessories lots of cool stuff on there they got the bow hangers that we talked about those are just coming out um i was perusing through there the other day looking at some different things but um definitely a, a cool company check them out half-rack.com i think that's all we got yeah. so far right paul <clears throat> That's it, man. That's good stuff. Thanks to those those companies and, and, and people that support the show. So support them as well. So absolutely. Real quick, real quick. News around the state. We've got still got your special turkey hunting opportunities available to uh, when you get on there to buy your turkey tag. You can apply for these around the state. Paul and I won them last year. They're a lot of fun. Gives you a little bit of different ground and a new challenge. Oftentimes there's birds there. So yes. Uh, Lake Erie record smallmouth bass was 16 years old. So let's see. Oh, the 10.15 pound smallmouth bass caught in Ontario in the Ontario Canadian waters. Lake Erie in November of 2022 was a 16 year old female. In case wow. you want, in case you want to know, Paul. Damn girl, that fish could drive. Thick. That fish could drive. She could drive, and she's thick as hell. Yeah. And we've got uh, another spring wildflower blooming report from ODNR, Gold Star Lily, uh, Bloodroot. We got Sharp Bloodroot. Those things are cool, man. Those are cool little flowers. Snow Trillium. Lots of stuff coming up there. A little bit, little bit maybe slowed down after uh, we got a little cooler weather here the last couple of days. But nonetheless, it's coming. If you get out there, keep your eyes to the ground for sheds and spring wildflowers. So finally we got some new wildlife officers that are ready to serve. I shared that on one of our, um, Oh, bu- 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 one of the social media things I saw it pop up, but, um, let's see, we've got some 
going Holmes County, Brown County, Guernsey County, Butler County, Scioto County, Washington County, Clinton County, um, Bainbridge Township, Champaign County, Noble County, and Ashtabula County. So lots of new officers. Thank you, and good luck out in the field. Paul, that was a quick eight minutes into the show. It's Ooh. good. Good intro. I blew, you did all that we left in. That's all right. As I want to, I want to hear your story, but I blew up a groundhog and you did way more than that. So <laughs> hit us, buddy. What do we got? Well, so I, uh, I'm down here in, in central Florida. Now I spent a couple of days in uh big Cypress swamp, which is the Everglades. Uh, that sucked. It was hot. Uh, there were, freaking snakes and alligators everywhere. It was cool. I will say I, I I'll put some pictures up. I'll have you, we'll, 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 we'll get them up on Instagram and go wild. Beautiful train. Never been down there. Never seen anything like it. The The highlight of hunting big Cypress was I had a, I have this Primo's foggy bottom tube call that I use and I use it. It's super loud. It will listen to the shot gobble. So I use it as essentially as a locating call. And I located a Florida panther with that damn thing. <laughs> so there was there was a panther that was must have been asleep under a tree. And I hit that thing and and it like screamed at me. And I didn't really know what it was at first. I just see like some movement and I hear running. And I was like, man, what was that? So I, I took my phone out. I go to do a video. I'm like, you're never gonna believe this. Like the craziest sound just happened. I'm gonna see if I can get to do it again. I did it. You know, I called again and nothing, nothing happened. Uh, but I was talking to some folks at this general store. I'm like, dude, this sounded like something screaming at me. And they're like, oh yeah, that was a panther. Good job. Uh, so that was that was pretty that was pretty wild. But I will say, man, that place intimidated the hell out of me. Months. Uh, it was big. It was hot. It was wild. And it was just uh, every morning that I went in, or even 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 in the afternoons, it was uh, it was one of those like mental battles just to to keep my my nervous ohio emotions in check uh dealing with that for wildlife so uh that was fun i was there for two days two and a half days packed up went over to southwest florida uh and and met up with uh with a really good friend of mine clyde uh he invited me to come down and, and do some some hunting on some property that, that uh, him and some other guys have and so Friday night we go out, shot my first wild pig from a tree stand with an AR-15, which was awesome. It was a big female. Uh, I sent a video to you of me, of of, of her just like running around, uh, like in place, kicking. Dude, she got up, runs into like the palmetto thicket, right? That Like she came out of. And I heard her run maybe 25 or 30 feet and then just crash, right? And so we get down and we're looking for, we give her like an hour, hour and a half, and we're looking for, and the palmettos were so thick and this, the hogs over the years have dug out like literal tunnels underneath the roots of the palmetto. Like, like big enough that you and I, like definitely you, maybe not me, but definitely like you, you could, you could crawl through them. Uh, and then they're underground. I mean, it's just, it is the craziest thing. And that's how they move back and forth. Some of some of the videos and stuff you were sending me. I mean, I want nothing to do with that terrain. Yeah, and that stuff was just disgusting. And I, you can call me a bus or whatever, but no, nah, that was not did not look. Fun. It it's uh it is it is it is so very unique to to that 
to just Southern Florida. Uh, and it, it was just, it was wild, man. It was unlike anything that I've experienced. And and yeah, we look at it and we're like, man, that looks crazy, but it's beautiful in a sense, you know, just, and, and it's very unique in a sense. Uh, the, the pig tunnels were, in, were, were, I, I couldn't find, we couldn't find this pig. I mean, she for sure died, dude. I, I, I lunged her, um, which those, those animals are so tough, you know, talking to them, they're like, I oh, know it's, it's, it's headshots with those pigs. What caliber or, was it? It was a two, two, three. I just got so, curious. Yeah. Yeah. So it, and I, I put it, I put a good shot on, a shot on her. I saw the entrance and then when she got up and kind of rolled over, I saw the exit. I mean, it was decent, you know, some good blood, not a ton. I mean, I'm sure she was bleeding heavily inside, but yeah, couldn't, couldn't find her, man. So that sucked. That was a good size uh, pig too. It was. Yeah. She was a big, she was a big pig. Um, you could be a big pig too. So, <laughs> so I guess, uh, you know, population control there you know they're invasive down there she's gonna die um sucks i didn't get to you know get, you know find her and, and 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 butcher her up but so the next morning uh we go out we set up an area that that one of the other guys down on the, on the property had killed a turkey uh a couple of weeks ago and we hear some hear some goblin nothing nothing too close and so we we get up, we kind of move, and we're right along. So there's a creek that normally floods, and it floods the cypress forest. And the turkeys just love it because it's cool, it's damp. There's bugs everywhere. There's a ton of you know worms and all sorts of stuff for them to eat. So they really like those cypress forests. That's where they roosted and spent a lot of time. So so we go in there and we're walking and we call. And I've told you this, and if you've turkey hunted, you you guys understand this. But in like in Ohio, when when the leaves come out, and you can hear a turkey because of this the way that the the forest like deadens the sound because of the vegetation, the turkeys are closer than what they are like the first couple of weeks of the season when there's no vegetation. I mean, you can hear a turkey gobbling much much farther. So. I I'm calling as we're walking and we cover, you know, I don't know, 1500 yards or whatever it is. I don't know, maybe more. And a, and a Turkey gobbles returns my, returns my call. And so I'm like looking around, I'm like, okay. And in my mind, like I'm programmed to think, okay, this, this I can hear this Turkey. This Turkey's probably like 130 yards away max. Uh, so I'm like, I'm looking around. I see a real nice area. I'm like, okay, we can get in there. There's something. I don't have a decoy, so there's something in between us and the turkey. Like, we can get a good setup. We can hide here. Dude, we we spooked this turkey. We took a couple steps and and just gone because it's so thick down there that he was way closer than I thought. So that was like a learning lesson. I was pretty upset. I'm like, dude, still early in the day. You know, at this point, it's like, you know, 11 o'clock. I'm like, all right, we can... We'll, we'll be okay. So we go back, we get lunch, and we were talking about areas in that cypress forest. Um, because I, I was going to blind. And the one thing that I've learned, like down in Florida, you look at the aerial views of these uh on Onyx, and everything just looks green. Like you don't, I mean, you don't know what it's gonna look like, you don't know what if there's water, I mean, you don't know how thick it is, so it's really hard to read maps, and like you'll see like an open area, but it's got five foot palmettos everywhere and it just looks like a green field but it's not 
So it's pretty, it's pretty wild how, how, how the maps are. So we were just talking and he's just like, well, there's some of these like little small open areas and we passed some, you saw a couple of like, man, these are really nice. And they're in their open grassy areas in the middle of the Cypress forest. And they're not very big. I mean, these are maybe half an acre to an acre at most within this little, uh, within the Cypress forest. So I'm like, dude, we need to, I was like, let's get, let's get in one of those little areas. We know that there's a turkey. There's a couple turkeys in there. We heard them gobbling. We spooked one. So let's go back to that like general area. Let's find one of those open areas. And we and we set up and do we're there for like two hours. And so uh we got a, a, a little a little tiny hand decoy out in this this little grassy field, black grassy clearing. No Jake decoy, just a hen decoy. And which is neat because I haven't hunted with decoys. A lot. Like this, it was pretty. It was pretty neat. Yeah, you and I haven't been. I mean, when I've gone with you, I haven't had. We haven't done much. Yeah, just keep them. Uh, keep them in case you need them. This is one of those like I need them. Uh, so we're we're set up, and I'm calling, and nothing. And it's like 90 degrees. And there's a every once in a while, there's a little breeze that rolls through, and you're like, oh god, this feels so good. But I'll tell you the one thing that really saved me. I had my my first light. I had that merino wool, that short sleeve specter wick base wick yeah wick is the name of it the and it's just a short sleeve shirt and then over it i had that um that leafy suit that phantom leafy suit and that leafy suit is like it's it's just like netting with with uh the cut fabric so i was i was i was pretty comfortable i was still sweating like a pig and so i turn around and look at my friend clyde he's you know like maybe four or five feet to my right and just a little bit back and we're there for two hours and nothing. This is his first turkey hunt ever. And so I know I'm like, dude, he's having a miserable time. Like this sucks. Dude, we're I'm dumping sweat. I look at him and he is dumping sweat. We both pull pull our face masks down. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what we're gonna do, man. You know, we're talking about your different strategies. There's all these like cut, there's like a, a road, like a like a, a mowed road down the borders of Cyprus. I'm like, man, I was like, you know, we could walk through there, see if we strike anything up. I was like, it's going to be hot. And I'm I'm like, we've put all of our eggs into one basket coming here and sitting for so long and not moving. I know we're in the right area. There's turkeys in the air. And we're talking full volume. I mean, both of our masks are down. My shotgun is laying on the ground. My legs are spread flat. I'm on like my side, like rolled over on my hip, looking at Clyde, talking to him, not trying to be quiet at all. And dude, this freaking turkey cracks one off. 50 feet from us and behind us. I mean, just a thundering gobble and Clyde's eyes get like freaking silver dollars. Cause that's the first Turkey that he's ever heard. That's, that's the closest that I mean, 50 feet. That's the closest I've been to a Turkey. And so like immediately we both like real slow, pull our mass up and I move, I'm moving as slow as I can. I grab my shotgun. My legs are still down. They're not knees up, like which is the best way to shoot a turkey, I guess. But I pull my shotgun up, pull my mask off, and that sucker cracks off another one. And he's even closer. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is going to happen. <laughs> it's happening. He is, he is just over my left shoulder and behind me, and he is drumming so loud. And he's doing his little... 
which is the sound of a drum. And and I, I don't forgive me. I don't have my microphone set up. We're running off of the the microphone of my of my laptop here. So hopefully you guys can hear that. But and you can hear him. They like they like fluff their like they, they like run. It's like they're running air through their feathers and they vibrate them. They do all these crazy noises that you only hear when you're that close. And I've never been that close to a live turkey. And so I could like he 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 let that second gobble rip. And I start getting nervous. I start shaking. And so I close my eyes. I'm like, dude, freaking relax. Like, it's going to be okay. Deep breath. So I close my eyes. I relax. Ah, deep breath. Ah! I mean, dude, right over my shoulder. Like, you can feel it, man. And I mean, it is like the loudest thing. And it's almost like robotic in sound. Like, it's just, it's such a, when they're that close, man, it's such a weird sound. And I've got, so I'm looking at you, but but I don't want to move. So I, I've got my head turned just the tiniest few degrees to the left. And I've got my eyes buried as far over to the left side as my, of my head as I can, just to see out of the peripheral of this, when this turkey walks in. And he walks into the woods or walks out of the, out of the cypress into the, into the little clearing. And he is 15 feet from me. No more than 20, 15 feet. And I'm like, oh my God. So my my gun is pointed, the decoy's to my right, he's to my left, and it's pointed in the middle. And I'm just gonna let him walk right in front of it and just let let it happen. I don't know if he saw me. I don't know if he didn't like the decoy. I don't know what it was, but he stops and turns. I'm like, nope. And so I swing as fast as I could. I get on him, and he was so close, 15 feet, I shot right over his head. Because that, I mean, it was just, dude, it was, it was. It was so fast, you know, swing. And I just didn't, I didn't get on them. And in my mind, I'm like, don't miss. And so I, I roll my entire body forward and I get on them. I, I know I've, I've got a really nice shotgun. I'm comfortable with it. I've got TSS. I know that I can shoot out pretty far if I have to, I'm not going to. So I give myself time to, to get lined up on my shotguns. I know that I'm down on it. I put it right on. I wanted a bigger target. So I kind of like aimed right at the base of his neck and he's running like full speed. And so I aim at the base of his neck on his side and dude freaking rolled him, smacked him and out loud. I'm like, and, and if, if you're, if you don't want to hear first words, uh, turn it down. Now we'll give you a three, two, one. Oh shit. I hit him. (laughs) And I pop up, dude, I leave my shotgun there and I am running full speed at this turkey dude as fast as i can yes. and he's flopping dude i grab his neck and i'm just like ah. <laughs> i'm just like ah. i was like oh my god i did it i freaking killed him. And, and clyde's running up i'm like oh my god we're hugging each other dude this turkey's flopping and uh dude it was unbelievable my first osceola wild turkey what a moment uh and it was neat man i i I, I like kind of, I, and he's still alive. I'll send you, I'll send you the video. I don't want to put it on Instagram, probably put it on, on go wild, but, and he's like flopping around. I'm like, Oh my. And I just, and, and I didn't know Clyde was, was videoing. I was like, are you videoing? He's like, yeah. And I just, I just talked real quick, but it was cool, man. Just like being able to look back and, and hear like the emotion and excitement in my voice. And one of the things that's really neat like when you kill a wild turkey, like immediately after that kill, their head is like so vibrant with the red, the white and the blue. And like that life is like, it's just slipping out of them quick. So like 
those colors start to fade like really quick. And, and in the video, I'm like, dude, you got to come see this. Come see his head. Come see his face. Put that phone down. I want you to look at it. And it's something really neat that, you know, if you like, if you're a turkey hunter you, and you pay attention, like you can see that, you know, watch that life just slip out of them, watch the color fade. But for, just for those few, like first you know, 60, 90 seconds after you kill them, man, it's just as pretty and, and as vibrant as, as you can possibly imagine. And it was just really cool, man. Just, just touching him, looking at his, in his feathers and yeah, it was cool. But look at this. This is for, this is, this is on the video. So you guys can't see it. Oh, buddy. Look at that. That's that's totally worth it. That's those. So my, I I think Paul Paul's showing us a a picture of his armpit, basically that is very bruised from the. Oh, dude, it's the size the size of what a baseball. I don't know. That's big, dude. And I mean, I don't know. It must have been when I rolled. You know, I it slid out of my shoulder, and so it's that kind of like that pocket right Uh, below. But dude, it is so sore, man. (laughs) And, and uh, I didn't, I, I didn't even notice it until I got in the shower uh, like last night. I'm like, holy crap, look at that thing. Right. So, but totally man, it was, it, it was awesome, dude. Oh, totally worth it. That's great. So I caped him, I caped him out. I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. Did I send you that picture? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a turkey cape mount on him and I, he's, he's, packed in freaking 10 pounds of dry ice and a bunch of regular ice and he's frozen solid so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep him frozen until i make my way home in a few days so that's exciting so where are you out to now so i'm in i'm in central florida i've got an nwtf uh hunt that we're working down here me and, and two of my co-workers uh and then and then after that uh next next week monday and tuesday sunday sunday monday i think i'm gonna hunt with um some folks from Alabama in Alabama. Yeah. In Alabama on my way home, their season opens up for uh Saturday and, and, and one of the guys invited me to come up and, and hunt with them. So I'm, I'm going to take him up on that. So, so in theory, yeah. you could come back with two of the four birds that you need. I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I, uh, on the, how to hunt turkeys podcast, I had team Wingbone on and we talked about, you know, the potential of me having a, a uh, being able to get a grand slam in one year. And one of the guys, his nickname's Hind Leg. He said, "Don't get stuck on third base." And so I sent him a video of me holding the turkey. I'm like, first base. So pressure's on, man. Pressure's on. Hopefully, I'm. I hopefully on my way home to Ohio. I'm halfway to to a one year Grand Slam. So that would be awesome. The only, yeah, I've got a couple Eastern hunts planned, and then one Merriam's hunt uh, planned. So I've told my my lovely, patient, adoring wife, love you. Uh, that if I get three out of the four, I'm just going to go after the Rio, uh, and I, I'll be home after that. That either that season closes or I get that Grand Slam. I can't, I can't not not. Play, you know? <laughs> so, well, yeah, that's it, man. First, first Osceola, dude, freaking amazing experience. Uh, thanks to to Clyde and 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 his and his buddies and his his friends that let me. You know, they were gracious enough to share their. They're awesome land uh, with me, man. It was, it was a great time and it was, it was cool, man. It's another, that's the hunt that I want to get you on, you know? I know. Like, and, and, you know, it was, it was funny. Like at the, at the end of it, Clyde's like, dude, I had no idea that they sounded like that. I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, that was so loud and amazing. I'm like, yeah, I know. I was like, do you like it? And he's like, Hey, he texted me today. He's like, I bought a hen decoy. I gave him a turkey call. I gave him his first turkey call and a turkey, wild turkey vest. So he's he's hooked, man. I love that stuff. I love 
getting people in on that. But it's 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 those good hunts, man, where you see like the heart and soul of like what it means to be a turkey hunter, why you do it, and and you just I got it and freaking droves dude it was it was just insane i could go for that like i i can get into the idea but not in florida so yeah yeah mm. come back up here let's we'll play in the ohio woods and uh i'll have I'll that's it that. oh buddy we got ohio and michigan together so that's let's, right let's yeah that's right so well that was uh paul's recap of the osceola right and then uh, we're gonna put here on the back end you now you did this interview solo when i had a couple yeah. things going on uh, but you met with Nick Vincent and uh, what's the name of his group that you guys were talking about? It was the, it's a veterans group, right? Um, Ohio. Yeah, veterans. It's a, yeah, oh, yeah, Ohio veterans group. They're they're conducting a veterans turkey hunt uh, this year. I'm going to try to get down and help and and, and guide uh, one of their hunts. Still trying to work through through that, but I think I think we're going to make that happen. Uh, so it's it's. Um, the, the, and I feel terrible. The name's skipping me, right? It's skipping my mind right now. It's been a long week, but we talk about their website uh, there during the interview. So yeah, check check that out. Ohio Vets Outdoors, I think is what it is. I think that's it. Yep. 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 The so. website and the Facebook. So uh, Nick, Nick, our buddy was on it. And then uh, and then Sean, the state president was on it. So a really good chat. This is, this is, you know, 10 or 12 minutes long, just giving you guys an update. So if you are a veteran uh, here in the state of Ohio, or, or no veteran. This is this is uh, a veteran organization geared towards getting vets in the outdoors and 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 using hunting and fishing in the outdoors and the camaraderie and everything that goes along with it to to help veterans heal from from everything that that, that they've been through and and, and really give them a, a sense of community. So it's a really neat program. Uh, you know, I think we'll do everything we can to help them out. So awesome. Well, Paul, I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Good luck on the rest of your your voyage. Yeah, thanks, man. uh, Yeah, we'll talk to everybody next week. Get out there and then enjoy the outdoors, find some sheds, do some scouting, uh, check out those wildflowers, check out our partners. Got any uh, insight we uh, want to leave a review? Go that route. We've got our website, theo2podcast.com. It's the.o2.podcast on Instagram, o2podcast on Go Wild. And we will uh, talk to you guys next week. See you guys. We had quite a few events. Um, and we were able to help to around 100 vets. Uh, there were 100 participants. We had a couple walleye charters. We had our, uh, well, this past uh, deer season, we did not have the archery hunt. Something came up and we had to had to cancel it. But um, we've kind of refocused. Uh, we want to do more quality as opposed to quantity. So we're narrowing it down to just a couple events, uh, putting more time, effort, and uh, um and I don't want to say thought because we put a lot of thought in all of them, but put more focus on those smaller events. So it, it can be a more personal touch and, and get a little bit closer with each sure. one of the vets. Sure. But yeah. That, talk, talk, talk about some of the, talk about some of the struggles that, that veterans face when they, you know, just immediately after, after they're done with their service and then, and then the years and decades that, that follow, what are some of the struggles that, that those folks deal with? So, um, 
the I'll just a little bit of backstory with me as far as uh, OVO goes. So I was um, um, a friend that I went to church with. He told me, man, I need to check out this this group, Ohio Veterans Outdoors. And uh, so I, I got a hold of them. I turned in the stuff that I needed to turn in, you know, because uh, we do vet the vets basically to make sure, you know, that we don't have anybody coming out that could cause any harm to themselves or any of the other veterans. Um, so I went on a Mount Oreb, uh, we went to Mount Oreb and we had a, um, I think it was a gun hunt then. It may have been archery. I can't remember. It's been, it's been several years ago. I can't even think exactly when it was. And then, um, and, uh, so I went to that and I really enjoyed myself. And then, um, they asked me again, if I wanted to go to uh, Colorado, we went to Colorado on an elk hunt and it was, um, it was, uh, so it was Brian and then our vice president, um, um, Travis and, um, a veteran from Cleveland and then myself. And we went to Colorado and, um, I think we saw two elks that was just driving down the road. We didn't see anything, but, um, the camaraderie and everything was kind of cool. So I'm like, all right. So Brian, he asked me, you know, like, you know, we're getting a board started with this. Are you interested in the board? And I was like, man, I don't, I don't really know anything because you know, um, I don't know what exactly is going in and out of it. I can, I can guide and help hunt and stuff like that, but because um, I'm not a combat vet, I was, um, I got, I went in right in after Desert Storm, and then um, I got out in '99, I think, it, or '90, December of '98 or something. So I was in for several years, and I was in between the conflicts, everything that was going on. So. Um, so I was like, nah, I'm not really worthy to get on there. And it's like, you know, I had to learn myself since I'm not a combat vet that, um, really getting out there and just talking with guys. And, um, even if I'm not, hadn't been in combat, you know, we're still brotherhood and we, you know, even though we're in different branches and whatever. So, um, so I joined on with that and, and, um, you know, we've, um, the biggest thing that, you know, has been vets have been dealing with here as of late, you know, the, the 22 um, veterans committing suicide a day. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. if the number's higher or lower right now, but that's kind of what they've been dealing with in the PTSD and things that, um, you know, they've seen that nobody else has seen and they've had to deal with <clears throat> um, and then come back home and then the stigma attached to it and, you know, also being men and there are, you know, there are women too that um, veterans that struggle with this stuff, but um, men struggle to um, talk about their feelings a lot. So we get these guys out there and, and women and we take them out and kind of take their mind off of um, what's going on in their life at the time. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of, um, honestly, we, it's, we dog on each other, you know, Navy makes fun of the air force and the air force makes fun of the army and the army makes fun of the jarheads or the Marines and, um, things of that nature and tell lies and all this stuff. So it's basically being back in the military and it gives them a, like, a, I guess it'd be like a sense of home, um, being around like-minded people and people that's gone through the same thing. And even though I haven't struggled with them, you know, or, you know, been where they've been, <clears throat> sometimes all they need is an ear, uh, to listen um and not judge them or look at them a certain way for what they had to do or um things of that nature so um i always go back to and i know i'm jumping ahead here because i've never did no podcast before so um, you're doing great i'll say that yeah, <laughs> yeah so i went i remember going on a 
um, we went on and the first archery hunt I got to go on and um, I had, was with a um, Navy corpsman and he actually had a twin brother that was, uh, um, I believe he was a corpsman as well and uh, they were twins. So I had, I had him out there in the stand and we're sitting out there and, you know, and he starts going into some of the things he, you know, he's seen and, and done while he was uh, overseas. And um, I was like, man, this is some heavy stuff. I'm glad he's opened up with me, you know, and I was like, okay, it's time to lighten it a little bit. And so I started telling some, some jokes and stuff like that, some stories just uh, about my crazy life sometimes. And uh, we ended up starting laughing so loud that there was not a deer within miles of us the whole time. And then that's when, you know, I really got it that this is, it's about the hunt or the fish or whatever, you know, that's the cool part of it, but it's just being around people and just talking and getting things off your chest that you're not going to be looked at a certain way. So, so that's when I fell in love with it and then, and then got on the board and I've just kind of trudged along here. I'm the treasurer and I've trudged along here for the past. Oh, I don't know. It seems like it's been four years now, I guess. Um, it seems like I've been been that long on the board, and um, even with the the same the same guy that you know I was out in the woods with his um, his ten his twin brother, um, um, he struggled so much that he ended up taking his life, and that was a rough time. But you know we we circled around him and uh, and uh, tried to take care of him the best we could. You know, so it's just it's kind of one of the things, especially when it hits home and with the family. That's when it really uh, um, it just really sucks. So. So that's kind of my little spiel on that. You know, um, it's hard for me to explain. I can sit and explain it all day long, but you know, unless you actually talk to someone that's physically dealing with it, it's, um, you know, I can't bring any, uh, any light to it other than just, you know, my experience. So. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's something that, yeah, it's, it's such an intensely personal thing and that's just a dark, dark place, you know, for many. And I, I understand you, you can't explain that, you know, and, 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 yeah, that's a staggering stat, man. Twenty-two vets a day commit suicide. I mean, that's that's just that's heartbreaking. Uh, you know, when when you hear stuff like that, and you know, there's something therapeutic about being in the woods, being on the water, being around, Absolutely. you know, fellow, you know, people that people are doing the same, and it doesn't matter if you're killing deer or catching fish or whatever the hell it is. I mean, you know, just that that camaraderie that that you have, and that's what that's what I enjoy. You know. Yeah, it's great putting turkey fans on the wall or whatever, but my friends, my 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 son that I get to hunt with, that's the stuff that you know that's 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 really important. So I think that's that's really neat. Um and kind of a mission statement. Your mission statement on your website is our mission is to promote veteran wellness through outdoor experiences and education. And that's as simple as it gets, but that statement is I mean, it's just massive impact, massive positive impact. So um Nick, what are what are some of the events that that the organization does or has you know has coming up this this year that uh, you know, veterans can look forward to? So coming up in um, the our, our next event is actually next weekend. We have an Arkansas goose hunt uh, that is that is booked. We have all uh, all the spots filled. Uh, following that is turkey. Uh, I don't think we have the dates set on any of the upcoming events that i'm going to say but um we put all of our events out on facebook that's primarily what we go through if you get on our website everything works it's a little bit dated though uh working on that but after turkey we'll have um a welcome home classic uh fishing which that's a multi-day event i think the turkey's two days um 
And then the, the, the fishing classic that's out in, um, Brookville, Indiana, Brookville, Indiana. Yeah. We got a, uh, a friend who is, uh, very, very helpful and supportive of OVO and his father was, was as well. Um, and also a veteran. So he, he lends his, his place out on, uh, Brookville Lake and, and we go out there for a couple of days and get some vets, some fish, uh, if we can, if they bite. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, after that, I'm probably missing something, but I think that's after that's the big archery, uh, deer archery. Or am I, yeah, what we, am I missing? Yeah, we, we, um, that's kind of what, what it is. I don't know if we'll have a squirrel hunt. We do have a squirrel yeah. hunt too. That's kind of a one day deal where we go down and, uh, um, and squirrel hunt for one day. And then, yeah, then it would be the, the archery hunt. So, oh, I missed one. Um, that? our first, all right, well, this will be our second year doing it, uh, is the, um, annual archery shoot that we have. It's a fundraiser. Uh, so all of our events are, are veteran only Ohio veteran only, even the Brookville, Indiana one. Uh, we, we only take Ohio vets. It's in our name. That's what we're trying to, you know, focus our impact. But uh, up in Toledo, uh, last year we had it at Toledo Metro Parks, at the West Winds. It's a public course, 3D course. Uh, had some prizes that we gave out for top shooters, top scores. And we're hoping to do that again this year. Um, but there is, it's a fundraiser, so we are asking for money for non-veterans. But as with all of our vet events, vets get in free for that, so... Yeah, uh, very, can I speak something. Can I speak about the events? Kind of. Yeah, absolutely. More in yeah. depth. Um, yeah. So we have um, we actually have a guy that's a chef that he is mm. he cooks our meals uh, for most of the events we have, um, especially the archery uh, the archery hunt. Um, let's go back to the turkey hunt. There's a there's a guy that has donated his cabin for us to go and stay down in Jackson. And, um, so we go up there and we have some, some guys, some, I guess there's some world-class turkey callers that come out there. I don't, I've tried to hunt turkey, but I ain't never been close to getting one. So, um, uh, but Brian's really heavy into the turkey hunt. He has, I don't know, he's got turkeys, uh, grand slam stuff. I don't know all the ins and outs of all that stuff. He hasn't got all of them, but he's working on it. But, um, so with that event there, we take vets up there. And I think even the last couple of years we've had, um, We've had some um, a vet that's been so we have a I'll, I'll speak to some of the vets here later who we have but um, we get up there and we go turkey hunting everybody seems to enjoy it the biggest thing about our events is we pay for everything we'll yeah. buy your turkey tag we'll buy your deer tag we pay for the processing when it comes to a deer um, turkey um, anything and everything you need you basically show up. And we'll get you what you need to hunt with, even if that's, you know, a shotgun or uh, we've had crossbows that's been donated. <clears throat> and um, camo. Yeah, gear. camo. Anything and everything we can hook a vet up with where they just got to show up and come out there. So um, the turkey hunt's pretty good experience. I I try to show up to everything, even if I don't come out because I don't I can't call turkey. So um, but I at least show up. Um, I enjoy that. The um, the Brookville fishing um trip is um it's probably one of my favorites because the there is one let's see um there is uh there's two families 
that are Vietnam veterans mm. and they cook the meals for us. So the first night we have, um, we have a big meal and then the second night they have a fish fry for us. So they prepare all the meals and cook and we get together. And like I said, we just hang around bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't didn't mean if we allowed to cuss. You're good. Here. Yeah. Okay. No, you're good. Um, and, um, so the Brookville fishing trip to me is, is really cool. And then, like I said, we did start, the the, the squirrel hunts, the other one that I was speaking of, and then the archery hunt. And that's, a, that's the one where it's the same thing. The guys come down. Um, it's usually, I think it's usually like six vets and people have donated their land for us to come out and hunt on. And like I said, the chef, I live up here in um, Bethel, like new Carlisle and our chef, he lives um, in new Carlisle. So he comes out and he does most of the cooking. He drives from new Carlisle all the way down to Clarksville um, where we're, where we're based out of. And um, so we have that and every, every year it's usually around veterans day. Um, and then we got the Marine Corps birthday and we always celebrate that, um, <laughs> pull out a big saber, cut a little cake in half and the oh, oldest nice. and the youngest feed the, feed the cake to each other. So that's always kind of a blast, but <laughs> <clears throat> whether we kill deer stuff. or not, you know, yeah, whether we kill deer or not, we just, uh, we just really have a good time and, and hang out and it, it's, we've gotten some really good guys and, and ladies that's come out and hunted with us, um, Probably our, I would say the vet that we we do a lot with. Um, he's a Vietnam veteran. Um, he he made it through Vietnam, then came back and um, he was jumping. And when he jumped, he I think it was a tree landing, and it ended up I think it oh. broke his back. So he's a um, so that would be a paraplegic. Mm-hmm. And he's so he's seventy uh, he's seventy something years old. So he's been in a wheelchair since 68 or 69. So the older he gets, the more we're like pushing him to get out there and get out there and do more things. And it's gotten to be where, you know, we've, we've taken care of him and had to do certain things for him, but we've had, um, um, I, you know, I, we've had uh double amputees. Um, my one bet, my one buddy, he's an, he's a single amputee. Uh, we've had him getting out there. I mean, basically, if you want to get out there, man, we'll throw you on our back, drag you through the mud, whatever we got to do to get you out there to have a good time. So, oh yeah, good stuff. So, if 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 you're listening to this program right now and you're a veteran, uh, talk to those guys. Talk to the, the the men and women that are listening to this that that might want to get involved, might uh, might be struggling. Uh, you know, what 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 can you say to them? Nick, you want to say something? Yeah, I mean, um, talk to somebody. We're happy to listen. I, I'm I'm not a veteran, um, but I, I do what I can to help those who I can. Um, I, I can't I can't relate. I wasn't in the service at all, but I'm always happy to listen. Um, sometimes that's all it takes. I sitting in the blind with with a, a veteran. Um, he told me that he, the happiest thing he saw was that I was there, a, a, a civilian. Um, so, um, specifically to, to people who, to a, to a veteran who needs to talk to somebody, um, we have seven board members, uh, six of those, including Shane, our veteran. Um, we're all happy to talk. Um, I, yeah, Good. happy to have you out if you need some support. We'll find a way to support you. Uh, we'll we'll 
you know, if you need somebody to come out and go hunting with you, give you a little bit of a guide, um, we'll do what we can. Uh, wouldn't necessarily be an OVO event, but you know, we don't necessarily care about that. We want, um, we want to help, help veterans. I mean, we're living by the mission. It's whether it's through an event or not. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. And if you're listening to this, uh, and, and, and you have the capabilities to donate to this organization, please do it. I mean, this is, you guys pay for everything that's really neat. And those, those costs, I understand that adds up very quickly. Oh yeah. Uh, so, we, you know, it, we, we take nothing. A hundred percent of the donations go to, uh, paying for tags, paying for gear. If we need to buy it, uh, you know, we get, a, we get a lot of stuff donated gear wise, uh, shells, uh, other ammunition. Um, but you know, there's always costs that donations, uh, physical donations don't actually cover. So, um, yeah, yeah it's anybody can support and we absolutely appreciate any support. Yeah. Good deal. Gentlemen, give me the, uh, give me the website one more time. If you would. OHVetsOutdoors.org. Do you guys have Facebook? Yeah, we got Facebook, Instagram. I think we have uh, Twitter. We don't, I don't know if we ever really post anything on Twitter, but Facebook's our big one. I'm on Go Wild, uh, Nick Vincent. I am hoping, working on getting a, a Go Wild for Ohio Vets, but I got to get that. What's, uh, what's a Go Wild? Shane, I uh, told you about to, this. Don't embarrass sounds, me. That sounds weird <laughs> to me. Go ahead. <laughs> It's a good. social media app. Okay. For, right. for outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. It's a great, great platform. So, so gentlemen, thank you so much for, for your time. Shane, thank you for your service. Thank you for your dedication to, to supporting veterans uh, in, in, in this state and beyond, quite frankly. And, and Nick, thanks for, for your time volunteering, helping uh, you know, take care of our veterans uh, here in the state and get them into to the great outdoors. Uh, Whatever your organization needs from me personally, needs from Andrew Muntz, needs from the Ohio Outdoors podcast, you let us know. We're here to help you guys, here to here to uh, you know support you and, and every veteran uh, in the state that wants to get out there. So thank you, guys. Really appreciate thank your you. time. Awesome, man. Thanks for having us. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, my pleasure. Appreciate your time.